It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First thing I'm going to say is uh, welcome to Tobin tonight, Martina. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I- I'm good. I'm, I'm glad we got this set up finally. I've been watching you this whole season doing the anthem, and you know what? I've got to say that that's pretty remarkable for someone that's only 16. I thought you were like at least 22. <laughs> Thanks so much. I want to. I have this question because I- I've done my research on you, and now. Your parents, who I'm assuming they're in the background as well, giving you some guidance and some tips, they are immigrants of the Philippines. So you were born and raised in Toronto, correct? Yes, I was born in Toronto. And of course, you got into being a fan of all Toronto sports because of your father. Yes. (laughs) So how did he kind of get involved in the Toronto sports? Was it just when he moved here, it was kind of the only thing that he's seen on Canadian TV? Well, I I know that um, because back in the Philippines, basketball is a big thing. And when he came here, it was sort of like the Raptors were just starting up. So that was a big thing. And then also like him and my my aunts and uncles would watch the least because they were that was like when they were really hot because they had like Gilmore and Wendell Clark back then so that's how they started watching it and plus when I was like really young that's when the Leafs were were pretty hot too so sort of went down a little bit for the Leafs <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan first but the Leafs are my second favorite team so I remember the years of like Cujo Sundin, Domi, and then what I like to call now the lost years, where it was like pretty much let's tank to try to get some first overall picks. Let's talk about that in a way, because, you know, we've got the youth movement here in Toronto, and you're a part of that youth movement because, you know, you're an (laughs) anthem singer at 16. So explain that whole story of how that came to be. It actually all started in uh, 2016, so I was 15 back then. And a family friend sort of suggested that I should try out to sing on rotation for the Leafs or the Raptors. And so my dad saw the ad in the summertime, like I think it was July, and it was, you know, the Leafs were looking for a permanent anthem singer for their 100th season because, you know, the Leafs wanted to establish, like, a new type of culture for their 100th season and on. And we actually, like, sort of forgot about it until, like, the night before, and it was, like, the middle of August. And I got up, like, really early because the audition started at 8, we actually got to the ACC at 7, and there was already, like, a growing line. Hmm. And, yeah, like, hundreds of people were there, and I actually went through, like, multiple rounds in just a day. And then they just said they, they would call me. So after a week, I got a call that I got the job, and it was fantastic. I want to ask this because, you know, when you're going into auditions, some people get nervous, um, some people kind of get butterflies. Now, you've had experience in music and singing because fun fact you actually auditioned for the voice in the philippines yeah uh, were you nervous at all or did you just kind of go in and say like if i get it i get it if i don't at least i tried yeah it was a, it was a bit nerve-wracking because you know people were there who have a, who had done um the endings for the leafs and like the raptors previously 
I was like one of the youngest singers there. But you know, I, I went in. And I was just like, if I do my best, then I did my best, and if I get it, that's like a bonus. So yeah, and it was great. I went in for my audition, and then they called me back for like two or three more rounds. And the last round was with like all the executives and people were watching. Even I think the Shanahan family was there, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, leave it, leave it to Brendan Shanahan to make the moment that should be, you know, pretty nerve-wracking as it is. And he's just like, listen, I'm going to bring in my whole family just to add some more pressure here. <laughs> Actually, I was, because I was being judged by two people who work for, like, Game Ops. I actually didn't know that there are going to be a bunch of people, <laughs> like, sitting on my right. And, yeah, and then when I got the gig, actually, uh, my first sort of, like, tryout game was their preseason game in Halifax. Mr. Shanahan is like, he's such a great guy. He actually came down to where I was coming out to sing. And he was like, yeah, we love you. You know, my family was actually there when you auditioned and, you know, you were great and all this stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, of course, you mentioned about Halifax. I read that, you know, when you went in to do that anthem, you weren't nervous. But afterwards, you were kind of really nervous. So what was that kind of relating to because most people you would think would get nervous beforehand but you got nervous afterwards yeah i don't i yeah it was sort of weird because yeah typically i don't get nervous so i just went out there did my thing and then i think like afterwards was when i realized like oh man like this is a huge deal and it i was also like overwhelmed because i was also really excited i actually started crying after because i was like oh my god this is so cool and i was like shaking and it was just like all this adrenaline and it was pretty cool I think most people, if you were, if if you act that way around sports, would want you on their team. They're like, "Listen, Martina's going to score this big goal to tie the series, or big soccer goal." But don't worry, she's going to throw up and get nervous after she does it, not beforehand. <laughs> the The other thing I want to mention, because you you mentioned that time about how overwhelmed and excited you are now. I know that that's a preseason game, so I can't imagine what you're like now with the Leafs in the playoffs and when you're doing the home games. This is a fan base that. You know, they're very excited about their team. They're excited that they're in the playoffs. So, like, when you go out there, do you get goosebumps and butterflies when the crowd sings along? Oh, those are, like, the greatest moments. It's so amazing. Just You really feel, like, the excitement and the love that's coming from, like, Leafs Nation. And the crowd is just so pumped, and it really gets you going. And, yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I'm surprised when I'm watching it at home. Like, I, I get into it, and I'm just like, listen to her. Listen to the pipes on this lady. You just go out, do it, and then I, I bet you as soon as you get off the ice, you're basically going, jumping up and down, going, okay, it's done. It's over. Yeah, well, like, once it's done, you're like, okay, I, I think I've pumped up this crowd, and now I hope the boys are ready to get going, and yeah. You are the youngest person that has signed a contract with the Leafs in terms of anthem singing. Uh, I know it was a, a like a one-year contract, but do you kind of hope to go in and negotiate a two- or three-year deal? I mean, <laughs> this, is my, this is my second season, right? And, you know, I, I hope to, you know, sing more for them and hopefully even sing in a Stanley Cup championship. You know what I mean? You have other interests, of course, outside of music. I read that you're a big Harry Potter fan. Yep. <laughs> All right, to, to, be, to be fair, and I know that you might get a little bit angry at me for this one, but I went to see the first Harry Potter movie, was super excited. My dad fell asleep in theater. It kind of ruined the whole vibe for me, so I haven't, oh watched, a, I haven't watched a Harry Potter movie since. Well, you got to read the books too, right? 
Oh, okay. So you read the books first, then the movie. That makes that that makes more more sense. The movies came out when I was like I was really little, so it was sort of like I read the books and watched the movies at the same time. When you were watching it, did, did it ever like occur to you? Did you ever look at it and be like, "Well, that's not how it was in the book, or that's not how it was in the movie"? Were you ever one of those type of people? Yeah, definitely. Like, there's <laughs> things in in the books that I wish they could put on screen, but it's all right. I mean, the movies are still pretty awesome. What kind of uh, music and inspiration do you get? Because uh, I mean, everyone follows their dream, of course. Me being a podcaster, I look up to Conan O'Brien, uh, Craig Ferguson. <laughs> so who did you look up to to get into the music side of things? Uh, well, I'm more of a, like, I like listening to, like, pop and R&B and, like, rock and stuff growing up. So when I was small, I really loved, like, Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, you know, Whitney, Bruce Springsteen, you know, people who are, like, great singers and performers. And currently, I love Bruno Mars and, like, Adele, Sam Smith, and Shawn Mendes, and Daniel Caesar, like, people with really strong and distinct voices. So, with people that could kind of sing and perform, was Britney Spears also up there? Can't really say anything about that. No comment. No, no comment? Really? I don't know about that one. So, okay, so Mariah Carey was there. I know that you mentioned Mariah Carey. Have you ever <laughs> tried to accomplish Mariah Carey's emotions high note? Like the whistle song? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, that's the talent she has. <laughs> I've tried it, of course. Like, every young singer has wanted to just whistle tone everything <laughs> at one point. But, no, I'll leave that to Mariah and maybe even Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If you ever do do it, don't ask Mariah Carey about who is she because she'll just say, never heard of you. Because that, okay. that's that's what she does to Ariana Grande, and you know what, right, rightfully so, I guess. But I don't know; it seems kind of catty. the The other thing I want to mention too, we mentioned earlier as a fun fact that you auditioned for The Voice in the Philippines. Yes. How old were you at that time? I was thirteen at the time. Okay, and yeah. is The Voice in the Philippines? I guess do you find it any different than what they show on, like The Voice America or The Voice Canada? No, it, it, it's it's the same format. Even though, like, the American voice, like, they don't have the voice kids, but, like, Germany and stuff, they have the voice kids, and it's pretty much the same. You know, even, like, the staging and stuff was pretty much the same, and the rounds are the same. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm going to call you a little bit of a triple threat here, because, you know, y mm -hmm. you mentioned about, uh, of course, everyone knows in Canada about the music side and your vocals, but another little dig up that we found on you is that you actually were starring in a play called Mary Poppins. Yes, actually, a couple years ago, I was um, Jane Banks, who's the lead character in Mary Poppins. I was in a production of that, and we had six shows, I believe. So yeah, it was pretty cool. This is interesting to me because, you know, when you're looking at the way that you kind of carry yourself on the TV and the, the way that you carry yourself in this interview for example, it seems that you're very outgoing yet shy, very kind of like spoken, but a little bit contained. So like when I'm looking at someone that's in theater, I'm kind of thinking like that's a big stage or when you're in music, that's a big stage to perform on. And yet, you know, I feel like if I if we were talking in person, you'd be a little bit more shy. But somehow when the lights come on, the cameras come on, it's just like another another zone altogether. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So how do you how do you do that? Is that is that something that you have to psyche in your mind, or is it like kind of like your parents just giving you a little bit of motivation, or is it a, a little bit of a combo of both? I honestly 
I, I don't know. I think just because, like, ever since I was really little, it was, like, embedded in me that I, I love to perform and I, I love to entertain. And I think at this point, I'm just sort of, like, programmed to do that. <laughs> like, like a robot? <laughs> sure. Okay, okay. You know, you're only 16. I think you're in, at 16, what is that, in grade 10 or 11? 11. So, like, I heard that sometimes your, the principal will play your renditions of O Canada on the P, on the sound or the PSA. Do other students, like, kind of accept that, or sometimes other students that I get a little bit jealous? It's actually really funny, because they actually had auditions for that at my school, like, whoever won this competition, like, won a bit of cash and then got their anthem played on the PA for like the next school year. And so like I got I got that and I recorded that at school. And then like the summer after that is when I auditioned for the Leafs. So it was pretty funny. And like people people didn't really know it was me at first because I guess my voice matured a little bit over over like a year. Some people some people don't don't really realize that it's me, but <laughs> but I'm like Oh, also because like the I sing it like the standard version at school, like the one that they play over the PA. Okay. So like some people are like, you don't sing it like the way that you sing it at the ACC. That's why I didn't know it was you. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I noticed though, like I, I guess with the ACC crowd, like you're performing for a lot more people, and then you want to amp them <laughs> up. Like I know, come around playoff time from watching just Detroit games, it's like when they start to do that last home of the brave. In a regular mm-hmm. season, they usually just go, and the home of the brave. And then you're like, okay, you, you hit the notes, but that's fine. But then when it comes to playoff, they're like, and the home of the... And you're just like, get it out already. But but yeah, like it's it's fun. It's ex- Yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. So like, do you, I notice with yours... I'm just trying to remember the key aspect, but when you finish yours, do you ever think about doing the like the long delay of finishing the O Canada? Like slowing it down a lot? Or? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever think about doing that just to like, you know, amp up the crowd, but also be like, listen, I've got vocal range. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the O Canada, you know, I do that little, and like, you know, I, I do that to pump up the crowd because they seem to like it, so... Sometimes I'll do that, especially on a Saturday night when the, when the crowds really come. That's the ACC special, man. And you know what? Let's let's get into this a little bit because I, you mentioned about the whole sports background. And I mean, it would mm-hmm. be a shame and people would probably cut my head off if I basically said that we weren't going to talk about this. But the Leafs are down three to one going, oh, going to Boston. Are you uh-huh. hope? Are you hoping? Well, of course you are. But you want them to come back for game six. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like, uh, last night was a little heartbreaking because it was at home, but it, it was so great to have, like, so many fans out there and to be, like, super enthusiastic, especially when I got them to take over the Canadian anthem. But, you know, I, I still have hope. I think there's, I think we still got another game in us, or, or two, or even three. <laughs> Well, that's that's my hope. I mean, I, I put it in my NHL bracket. I got the Leafs going all the way. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not looking good. Like, I, my West bracket's looking pretty good, but my East really, really relies on Toronto here. So, Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think they'll do well. Well, I, I really hope so. I hope maybe they should fly yeah. you down to Boston and just be like, listen, <laughs> Martina's not going out to perform. They already got the guy who does the fist pump, but she's going to perform right here in this locker room for you guys, so you better, so you better get amped. 
Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. Now, I want to yeah. I want to talk about a, a little bit of this because, you know, the players are young. I know that you mentioned in an interview that I guess it's kind of nice that they all embraced you from the Leafs TV girl, I think her name was Danielle, and mm-hmm. the of course Brendan Shanahan embraced you. Have you met Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Nylander? Yes, I actually have. Um, they're all really nice. They're really down to earth, cool people, and yeah. I, I think I think that's a lie. I think you're lying to me. No, I'm only <laughs> I'm only kidding. They 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 seem pretty chill. <laughs> I guess the the last thing I want to kind of clue up with this on is if you do come back for another season with the Leafs, what what is the the goal in all this? Like I know that you like doing the Canadian or the Canadian anthem and the U.S. anthem at games, but do you see this kind of going into a kind of a singing career? Yeah, I think I think um, it helps because you you, you get confidence and you get to meet a lot of people and stuff and you know people who who are willing to support your music and stuff going forward and so um yeah that's gonna do it for this episode of tobin tonight our thanks to martina ortiz luis for coming on to the show remember you can find past present and future episodes on tobintonight.com spotify and itunes follow us on twitter like us on facebook and leave a comment or two for Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sane. Thanks for listening and good night. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek to help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy is something you do. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.